my friends. Welcome to di- welcome, welcome to today's episode of Happiness After Codependency. I'm Marshall Birch, and I'm excited to have you here with me as we journey into 2022 and building self-trust and allowing this to expand our healing and our freedom from codependency and our freedom in being who we are after codependency. So excited to have you here. Thank you for being here. Before we get started today, I need to share this out to the community. So the community is your safe haven here on the internet where you can find tools, supporting guidance in your journey back to yourself and to knowing, loving, living, and trusting who you are. Now, a couple caveats on the community. The community is developed for uh, adult children and spouses or ex-spouses of narcissistic abuse. So we have a very narrow, specific focus there. So keep that in mind. If you're a parent that's dealing with a narcissistic child, I recommend finding a different resource as this group will not be effective in helping and supporting you in your journey. The group is also managed by a specific set of rules. The rules are linked above on Facebook, below on YouTube, as well as the link to the actual community is there as well. Please read those rules before joining so you understand what is expected of you and how we operate so that you know if this is the right place for you or not because not all groups are the right place for us. So this helps you make a more informed and effective decision for yourself. So I'm going to jump out here and share it out to the community now. And as we get started today, we're going to be talking about uh, principle number three, or this is episode rather, ah, man, you get out of the groove on these things and, and your brain kind of goes like, wander, wander. So there we go. So today is going to be episode three on developing self-trust. And I need to find the title here because it helps me keep myself oriented. Yeah. Uh, so restoring self-trust the necessity of slowness and experience in building self-trust. Now, codependency, codependency is a product of a nervous system, a complex interaction of nervous system responses to threats. And one of those responses is the flight response and the freeze response, and then the other two are fawn and fight. In codependency, we tend to be mired in a fawn freeze and then a flight response we want to run away from things and this running shows up as urgency in our nervous system to try to get something done so that we can escape the thing that's showing up and this imperils our ability to actually heal because running it makes sense i mean there's a threat or a perceived threat we want to run away from it so we can escape the pain escape what's going to show up, escape what's happening, that kind of thing. So this impulse to try to get things done fast, to try to heal fast and get it over with, makes sense from a biological point of view. It's like, ah, I want to be at peace and I want to be safe and i got to get this done so I can be there. The paradox here is that impulse keeps us focused on the pain. It keeps us focused on the past or the threat, and it doesn't help us actually develop the skills, the capacity, or the experience that actually builds the safety, builds the relief, builds the peace that we're seeking. So that's one of our biggest challenges here is managing how we respond to these primal uh, survival techniques in our nervous system. 
So this is one reason why I start every single course I teach off. I started off with teaching you how to care for and regulate your nervous system using the daily regulation practice tools that are freely available. You can find them in the FTS resource library. The link is above on Facebook, below on YouTube, and it's on my front page if you're listening via podcast. You can get that for free, and you can start applying it to your life right now. This helps you gain more capacity to slow down. So in codependency, slowing down feels like a threat. feels like we're not acting fast enough. We're not being productive fast enough. Things aren't getting done fast. That also makes sense. I mean, one of the things we learned is to respond quickly and to anticipate quickly the other person's reactions because our sense of safety was linked or attached to that person's sense or state of regulation. So if we can regulate them quickly, we can feel safe. We can feel powerful. We can feel relaxed. We can do what we need to do in our world. Unfortunately, we don't actually have the ability to regulate them and keep them in a regulated state without also sacrificing ourselves and our own regulation because now we are fixated or externally oriented on this other individual state of being. We're attenuated to it. We're entrained to it. And so we are in a reactive state to them constantly, which means we never actually accomplish the peace we're looking for. That's just one reason why toxic and unhealthy relationships are very difficult to resolve and to exit because we're stuck in this cycle of activation that we think is normal. So when we get outside of it, we start to feel bored, we start to feel calm, we start to feel empty, we don't have the intensity anymore, and we've confused those signals of intensity and chaos and, and um, activation with like attraction, connection, with uh, presence, with being valuable. So those have all gotten entangled in there. And when we detach from that, we come back to a, more of a regulated state. And then that regulated state feels unsafe because we're, we think our safety is in the, in the comfort zone of being dysregulated. That's why it's, why it's hard to exit these things is there's chemicals involved that make it very intense for us. But as we exit them and we become more trusting in our sense of, of space, our sense of calmness, our sense of care, care for ourselves, a sense of regulation, we start to get more in touch with our beingness, with our own innate value, our own innate voice, the vision that arises from us. We're getting more in tune with who we are at this point. And slowness is necessary for that to emerge because you can't hear yourself if you're not listening. And you can't listen if you're constantly moving and seeking and trying to find the next thing. Slowing down is essential to hearing ourselves, to becoming aware of what's alive within us right now, in this moment. And so slowing down is imperative to our healing. Now I do this not in like, I'm just going to hit the brakes and be slow forever. Because there are times in which we need to be fast acting. We need to be energized and out there and doing something. So this isn't a permanent state of things. It's a state in which we cultivate so we can go, okay, I'm, I'm getting overwhelmed. Or I'm reaching my capacity or 
things are a little loud right now, and we can slow ourselves down, find the space between our feelings, our sensations, our thoughts, and start to listen again. And it's through this listening we start to attune to our own innate voice. I call it the true voice. The true voice is where we start, we, we become aware of and sensitive to the impulses in our body, to our intuitions and our instincts, to our own self-sense. It's like, hmm, something here, something there, what is this, what is that? We're attuning to our awareness rather than being hyper-attuned to their state of being. This allows us to find ourselves more, to understand ourselves more, and to follow who we are so that we get more of what we want in our life. And this helps us build experience and this experience allows us to trust more of our nature, trust more of our awareness, of our sense of things, of our emotional legitimacy, of our person. And this is why slowness and experience are imperative to building concrete and resilient self-trust. Because it's through this slowness and experience we start to realign our choice and action, our personal power with self-trust. Because there's two fundamental elements, uh, principles in self-trust that we have to cultivate. And the first one is our innate legitimacy. And that means our awareness, our sensations, our emotions, our experiences are innately legitimate. They don't need justification. They don't need to be argued, defended, or explained. They need to be acknowledged, legitimized, and integrated. They need to be respected that way. And the second principle is aligned action or integrity because trust is built through repetitive patterns of reliable behavior. Now, if I have a sense of things that say, no, don't do this, and I go and do this, I am fracturing my self-trust. But if I'm like, ooh, my awareness says, don't do this, my awareness is legitimate, I can trust that just a bit more, and then I can act on that and trust that action just a bit more. Now I'm getting into full, complete self-trust. This allows me to trust myself more because I know I'm going to slow down, check in, and follow what shows up for me. I'll give you a real-life example of this. So I was spending the evening with my, my beautiful girlfriend yesterday, and she asked me a question about some things that I've been exploring in my life. And my body's like, mm, don't want don't to talk about that right now. That, I just don't want to do it. My codependent impulse was there as well. It's like, yeah, we need to share this. Or they're going to you know, do this or that, which is not something she would do or that she even did. But in my past, if I didn't share something that someone asked for, they got suspicious and they got um accusatory and invasive so those things started talking i'm like oh you're here so i was able to by being slow being listening to myself and trusting that my awareness is legitimate acknowledge that i've got my codependent fear showing up. Like, hey this might happen we should do this to avert this and i have my gut instinct said no nope, not right now i don't want to do that i don't this is not the time or place for me right now I respected my gut instinct and I felt this immediate uptick of trust and, so, and of respect. And it's like, thank you. Because now I feel safer sharing what I want to share when I want to share it. 
And the way she responded allowed me to build more interdependent trust with her because she's like, that's fine. I respect that. I value that. See, when we are anchored in our self-trust, we are acting from it. Our relationships will begin to reflect their true nature as well. And then we'll know who we can really trust there too. It either adds to, it, it reveals who we can trust. Because when we trust ourselves and act from that and communicate that effectively, the people whom we can rely on, do we have interdependent trust with, will respect it. And those who don't will say, hey, that's selfish or wrong. They'll attack it or push against it or something. And that tells us that they're not really trustworthy in that arena. So self-trust is the foundation from which we heal our codependency and we emerge into our adulthood, into our self-respect, and into our empowered sense of self. So that's why slowness is imperative in that. Now, in the upcoming self-trust course that starts two weeks from today in enrollment, starts one week from today on January 10th, that expansion of trust within ourself is imperative to our healing. And I implement this slowness in the self-trust course. We go very gently for nine modules. Just like, ah, oh, we're going to play with this. And the way we do it is we do it through titration, which is taking a bit of trust at a time. Just a little bit. And I was like, the way I do it with myself is I'm like, if, I ask myself this question. If I could, would I trust this just 5% more? Just for now. And I sense into it. I lean into it. I listen to how that feels in my body. That allows me to explore it. And generally what I find if I just leave it alone and explore it is it grows. It's like, yeah, I feel safer trusting this more. And that leads to more actions being aligned with that trust and more clarity by the experiences those actions create. That's part of slowness is taking it bit by bit because it's through this approach that we have rapid shifts in our life. So we don't have to hurry in our healing. It's not necessary. What we need to do is gently explore what we're encountering and what we're experimenting in, like for instance, self-trust or nervous system regulation or letting go of shame or, or, or releasing guilt or practicing confidence, whatever it might be. When we do these things in these slow, gentle exploration practices, we will discover more and more and more of our own well-being, our own healing, and it will stick uh, more deeply and more effectively for us. So a couple of points of interest. The five-day freedom from codependency challenge starts one week from today. It's free. You can enroll on uh, the links above on Facebook or on YouTube. Come join us because there's about 150 of us that are going to be doing this. This round, this is the, the next one will be in April, so jump in now. Also, enrollment for my courses will open January 10th, so a week from today, and it closes the 16th, so be prepared for that because the next enrollment will be in April. So if you want in, you want in now, especially if you want in the live version of the self-trust course, this is your time to enroll. So the link uh, for the five-day challenge is above. That's also where you're going to get your opportunity to enroll in the courses, so make sure you jump into that. My friends, I'm excited to take this journey with you in the five-day challenge because we're going to talk about 
how you regulate your nervous system. I'm going to give you the DRP for that, the daily regulation practice for it. I'm going to teach you how to titrate self-trust and, and give you the first tool in that practice. I'm going to teach you how to befriend your emotions and your lived experience and give you the practice of ALI to help you accomplish that. I'm going to teach you how to retrieve your value and how to anchor into that, give you the tool for that. And then I'm going to show you how, what your next steps are, how to determine what is best for you going forward, because it may be taking a course from me. It may be going out and find a different, finding a therapist for the first time or finding a different one or adding another one, finding a community. But I'm going to help you determine what your next step is so you make the right effective choice for you that you can trust because that's the point here. And that's what I do in the five-day challenge. So come and join us and let's have some fun. Okay, so there we go. That is today's episode of Happiness After Codependency. Thank you guys for being here. Go gently forward in slowing down in your healing experiment with it give it some space and some time to prove itself to you so that you can find out for yourself that it works this way because that's the beauty of this you don't have to take my word for it go out you can apply it and discover it for yourself so go gently with yourselves thank you for being here and i'll see you guys in our next episode